over 30 socks the podcast i am shanice and i have a very special guest i'm beyond too excited like i'm way too i'm way too geeked about this gabby thank you for coming thank you so much for having me i'm so excited so I before we even start with my my first initial question, I always like to quiz people because the whole point of this podcast are just really conversations with friends, right? This is dating over thirty sucks. It's conversations, it's libations, conversations about situations, and I'm curious. Do you remember how we met? We know how long we've known each other. We've established this what fifteen, technically. I think this year is fifteen years. Yeah. But do you remember how we met? I remember specifically you the remember day we the met. Specifics. I feel I do. like I don't know. Was it at the admissions office? Nope. Oh my God. Because I remember tons of memories with you at the admissions office. Yep, but that's not where we met. That was not the first time we met. Did we meet at the CAF? Yes. Okay. So I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, yes. I go, there's the admissions office and there's the CAF. Was Dennis involved in all of this? Um. No, actually. No. So you want to know how we met? Okay. I remember, I remember, I don't know the specific date, but I remember specifically Uh how we met. Yeah. So we were in the cafe, um, and I was with Nikki and Janicia and the Greensboro folks, and we were sitting at a table near the salad bar, (laughs) and I remember you came up, and you were like, hey, guys, and it was like, oh, hey, yeah, and they, like, introduced, and it was like, oh, hi, I'm Shawnee, da da and you were just like, so I've, there's this group that we've started. <laughs> yes. You're like, there's this group we started, and it's like this pep squad, and we used to do it in high school, and da da da. And it's called Screaming Eagles, and da da da. And I was just like, okay. Um. And they were, but like, because Janice and Nikki knew you, they were just like, oh, yeah, well, you know, she's real lively. And da, but you were so excited about it. And I think we we had a conversation and stuff like that. And I just remember being like, I ain't doing that shit. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't doing no shit like that. And then come to find out, I was the most like screamingest and held office. But that was that was the day we met. That was the first day that I met you. Me getting straight to it is kind of on brand. Yeah, (laughs) it's on brand for what we do. But that is that was when we met, and that was definitely 2005. And yeah, 15 15 years later of life. If our friendship was a baby, it'd be in high school. Wow, it would be a whole high schooler. <laughs> like a sophomore. Yeah, we'd have to talk, have the talk with them by now. But oh yeah, that was, it was funny because I, I try not to hint at what I'm going to ask when that question comes up because some people, <laughs> I feel like, like I did, I did Ahmed like that and I did uh, Phaedra like that. But yeah, that's how, that was the first time I yeah. met you. Some of my earliest memories would be you and I clowning around in the admissions office. Mm-hmm. Just like. Absolute foolish. Who let us in there and why? I don't know. How do we even end up in admissions is beyond me. I have no idea. I was like, listen, my name is Gabby. I don't know why they chose me to give you a tour of the campus, (laughs) but but come with. Here we go. Um, (laughs) We'll be back in an hour-ish. But, yeah, that's that's how we met. So we've known each other for 15 years, and I really wanted to have you on this fun 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 amazing podcast because the one thing that I love about this medium is 
to talk about the experiences of everyone and we're all so different, right? Like we're all in the same age range and we all yeah. kind of started together, you know, so far all of my guests, we all went to school together, but we've all had such intricate paths that we've taken and yours is always so amazing. So I'm so excited that you decided <laughs> to come, but so I'm going to start off with this cause we're going to go far. We've been, we've been here yeah. for a while. We're going to go far. So why do you think dating over 30 sucks? If oh, you think yeah. that, but okay. why do you think it sucks? Uh, no. Uh, so like I've hypothesized that dating over 30 sucks because like, I think I've said before, it's like you're old enough where you should know better mm. but then you're still young enough to make some god-awful mistakes and you're just like in this feedback loop of hell like <laughs> <laughs> feedback <laughs> like, loop you should be like you're like i should be here but i'm not i'm not but then you're also like giving your younger cousin all this advice about what not to do while you're still out here doing exactly what you're not supposed to I'm do. I'm literally giving advice to somebody about like fuck boys and I literally was dealing with a fuck boy. Like it's just like you will like you're, you're, it's, you'll be like you know what don't do it with no dude swing shit don't do it with no dude swing got this yes. and that and you be like yeah he work at UPS part time. You are very much in your <laughs> You're very much in your have him respect your boundaries bag while also letting someone text you at two o'clock. in the Absolutely. Morning. Knowing your sleep like your full sleep. You you're two coughs away. Yeah. With your phone perched on your pillowcase. Absolutely. With the ringer on. Absolutely. Because you were watching TV on your phone anyways. If that if that was the case. Oh, well, that's my you case. You are definitely answer the phone like, mm, no, mm -hmm. no, I'm not asleep. When you were in the middle of REM. Absolutely. <laughs> At least two. You were definitely in REM too. It's so funny because <laughs> <laughs> my journey of dating over 30 and why I feel it sucks is it's some of that. Like, yeah, there are times when I get so deep into somebody, I will realize I'm making a very shitty and terrible mistake. But it feels good. But it feels it's really good. good and it's sustainable. Like, you're like, well, I things didn't blow up in my apartment. Like, it's not that awful, but it kind of is. I had an orgasm in coffee. This will work. Yeah. <laughs> right. this will like, work. You're like, you know what? That check still hits on the 15th and the 30th. Then, you know, my health is still intact. <laughs> so let's just, let's just see where this goes. <laughs> like, you just still make really, really shitty decisions. Yes. It's, 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 it's a weird medium. It is. It is. And like with doing this, it's very interesting because like I have friends who are married and are happily married and, and never have dealt with like the the um, online dating oh. or having to date at 30 at all because they've been married since they were in their 20s. God bless them. And what I wanted to do with this was not to make it seem like a pity party. Like I've had people who when they've seen it, they're like, what is this? Like some like being under 30 and so dating sucks. And I'm like. The the title is to be catching, right? Mm -hmm. But there's part of it that sucks, just like I'm pretty sure that people who are married, they're part of their marriage that totally sucks. I was like, but there are a lot of us out here who are dealing with it in different ways. Yeah. That, it, But it's it's really, really fun. And I'm curious, what, what part of it have you, because you're in a relationship. Mm -hmm. You're happy. I am. You're happy. You're in a relationship. I am. So what, how has it been navigating, like, 
the relationship and, and really finding yourself and finding someone who compliments you yeah. over 30. Yeah, I mean, so I come into dating in my 30s. Uh, when I started dating in my 30s, I was already a mom. Like, mm. I, I had my daughter when I was 24. Um, I was previously in a legal coupledom. I don't call it a marriage Ooh. because it wasn't one. So Wait, like, come on, give us that big word. That, what was that big word? A legal coupledom. Because mm. to call it a marriage is kind of like an insult. It Ooh. Like <laughs> okay. And uh, to call my ex a husband is putting a little too much on it so yeah we'll just giving him too much credit we'll just say <laughs> a legal uh, couple dumb okay we're in a legal couple that has since dissolved yes and out of that legal couple like salt and hot water <laughs> yes so out of that you know i uh i have my daughter who is absolutely a light so dating in my 30s meant dating as a mother too. okay um so I spent, I, tur- I remember I was on a deployment when I turned 30, excuse me, I was, I turned 30 on a deployment, and uh, that was in 2016, so I was in the midst of this really long and hard celibacy, not for like a reason of being chaste or pure, but more so because I was like, I kind of am like tired, and I don't Your vagina needed a rest. My vagina. <laughs> my vagina was overworked okay and underpaid, <laughs> underpaid. <laughs> my vagina was definitely overworked underappreciated oh uh, and i was just kind of like i don't think there's anything wrong with celibacy sometimes no. you literally just need a break and it, it literally was because it was like you know if i if i want to get off i can do this like yeah. enough with like the text like is it okay if i come over yeah what no if thank I just you mind my business yeah and that's really my celibacy truly was just a period of minding my own business mm. um okay. and that's all i wanted to do so in my 30s my actual 30s i spent a lot of time on this I wouldn't call it an eat, pray, love sense of discovery. Uh-huh. It's more like a happenstance. Yeah. Of, uh, like, like, here we are. Like, woo. Right? Yeah. You know? um, and that's why when I say, you know, dating over 30 kind of feels like you're kind of too grown to keep making mistakes. I reached that point where I was like, I'm actually tired. Mm. It's like I always tell people, at some point you will get sick of your own shit. <laughs> I I'll be sick and tired of my own shit. I'm like, I'm so sick and tired of this. Yes. You're better. (laughs) You're so much better. And you are literally doing the worst. Like, you're the worst girl. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I was. So I kind of entered my 30 on this whole, like, sis. Yeah. You're out here. You're a mom and you're raising a super smart little girl. Yeah. You're like, career is popping. You know, you're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. And then life was like, hey, you're actually not. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey, tap, girl. Tap. So you're like still <laughs> making the same mistakes. You're yeah. kind of like letting this guy like hit you up. And you're it's so, so funny. When I, met, um, when I met my current partner now, when mm-hmm. I met him, I was <laughs> still involved in what I call a text of fuckery. Where I had mm. like, lots of guys in my phone hitting me up. And I was kind of tolerating it because... Although I was celibate, I was still in this mood where I was like, I'm very lonely. Oh, okay. Very lonely. 
and I was still entertaining lots of guys. Oh. But I hadn't quite like made the commitment to act a fool, but I okay. was like, it's coming. Yeah. And you're still playing the deck. You're like, oh, let's see. I'll pluck a card here and there. And that's why I say, like, you're you're still very <laughs> yeah still really apt to make some foreign decisions in your thirties. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, it's a bad decision, but like, you ain't married, mm-hmm. so like, you what? Right. I'm like, that's like the underlying tone in your <laughs> over thirties. It's like, yeah, you know, I like this dude, I like this chick, and da 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 da. But you ain't married. You ain't married. You ain't married. You ain't married. So I literally. Um, Shout out to whoever was in my iMessage inbox at the time. Like, I, when I met my current partner now, I had to, you know, cut off all them hoes. Yes. Had to shut it down. Did any of them cuss you out? Uh, one was very much so, like, I'm a I mean, really? Like, that's, that's what's going on. I'm like, I don't know. That's what you're doing? That's what that's, you're doing. You're like, like, yes, literally, I, that's I what I wrote. I tell you, I, I met a guy, <laughs> he respects me. He uh, respects my time. Yeah. Uh, seems like we have a few interests. Got a thing and, going uh, on. I uh, I kind of want to see where this goes. Yeah, so, so bye, huh? <laughs> guys, I, that's one thing I've noticed, even in my 20s and 30s. Guys don't like the revolt, the um, the role reversal. Oh, you mean they don't like it when you pull a them on them? Yeah, guys yeah. don't like when you when you them them. Yes. Guys don't true. like when you make them feel the way they make women feel Very at true. all. I think I remember when I, like, my close friends kind of knew because I remember I saw you very soon after I got in a relationship mm-hmm. when we hung out. Yes. Um, so I think a lot of people knew, my close friends knew, but I didn't really announce anything, like, on my on my socials. Yeah. On my social media. I don't do socials. Yeah. I don't do socials with guys that I really, if I, I've had this rule, and this is since, like, undergrad, um, if I really, really, really like you, I would prefer to not have social media contact. Yeah, so... Because social media will get you in trouble. So what's really funny is if you were to go on my current partner's page, like mm. on his page, you would think he's, I don't know, as single as single can be because he's never once posted me. But what's also very true about that situation is the fact that he told me straight up, like, I have a Facebook. I haven't made a post in four years. Mm. I have an Instagram, and I don't post it. And so it wasn't ever a thing with us. I have posted him a couple of times, but what I've always told people is, listen, once you've been publicly embarrassed, yeah, you will value private the privacy. Oh, absolutely. Because right now, like I really enjoy, you know, the fact that those who know me and truly know me. And they know who I'm in a relationship with. Mm. And it's it, there's a huge difference, right, between having a private relationship and a secret relationship. Yeah. And people love to get those two confused. And it's like, um, sis, if he's really out here acting like he's single, the relationship is secret. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real. It's private. not real. <laughs> it's it, you know the funny thing is is I agree like I've never I've never done an MCM like a Man Crush Monday oh, or anything God. like that like I've ne- but I've also never been that person. You mean Any, you don't live for that? You mean I don't. We don't need to know no, what your man's doing for you every no, second. No, we don't need to know that. But it's it's always interesting because I don't even do the the hint 
videos <laughs> and the hint text. Like one of my girls, like she did this whole like hint text. We those who know her know who the fuck is in the picture. But if you don't really know her, you're like, well, who the hell is this Misty? Oh, person? well, then read me for Phil because I, I don't. Put, I definitely put. I know. I, I mean, I've seen you do like the hint or like maybe an arm or yeah, um, you I know. I, I don't, but the reason why personally I don't do that is just because, number one, um, most guys that I have dated, um, I think, this is going to sound really fucked up, I think very little of them. Um, <laughs> so, since social media. I'm going to finish my jacket yeah, on that note. That since, <laughs> but since social media, I think so little of them that I'm like, I'm not going to put you out here because. I don't know how it's like that's also, I don't know what you are in my life. Like, right. nah. So And again, I always feel of it as also like this is my social media. Like this yeah. is it's about me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You definitely have a right to post yeah. what you want. And like I said, like I just I'll post stuff and I'll tell people all the time if just because it's on my story or whatever doesn't mean I'm personally going through it. Yeah. And it's only because it's one of those things like if he and I were really going through some struggles. Let me tell you, he yeah. needs to be the last to know the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Um, and the interwebbings <laughs> are, it's, it's a scary place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you said, like I, I'm in a relationship. I would call it a healthy relationship. Hey mm-hmm. babe. Um, and I would say that it is me in a relationship at the happiest point of my life. Mm. Right. Knowing that there's ebbs and flows, but I will say that I've I put a lot of the investment in my own personal happiness and have allowed my relationship to be a part of that. Okay. Overall happiness. So um, you don't you're no do you not feel that you're in a relationship where your happiness doesn't depend on him? No. Your happiness is based off of you being right. excited and or, I, or and happy I would about say it. that he is definitely a multiplier in my life. Okay. I, I would say that he helps to multiply all the good things in my life and he helps to neutralize the bad things in my life Hmm. so when you know i sounds like a superhero you you know it sounds like that sounds like thor (laughs) (laughs) he's just gonna come in and make it if it's bad he's gonna fix it if it's not he's just gonna make sure shit just rocks the way it needs to i mean we we would all want right but you know i think A lot of it comes from me, one, recognizing that there was a lot of work that I needed to put into myself and being okay with putting in that work, but also recognizing if I'm going to call someone my partner, Mm -hmm. you know, because we get so focused on having someone in our life, but we don't really focus on, like, what the dynamics of that is and what purpose does having someone in your life really serve. And that's what he does. Mm -hmm. Like, when... I am proud of myself and when I have good things going on, he just feels like an amplifier for all of those things. Okay. When things are not going well, he feels like a hug from behind that says, hey, things aren't going so well, but I'd like you to just focus on what's some of the good things, right? The, the things, silver lining. Right. Yeah. Where you can put your energy. And then other times he's such a good ear for things yeah. that I need to listen to. Because I think sometimes it's it's those guys who are good at like, it's okay, like, you know, gra- glass half full, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you're just like, I just need to bitch about this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just need to bitch about this. I know it's not a big deal. Yeah. I know that I am probably blowing this well out of proportion oh my God. And i just 
need to it's, bitch about it's so it. funny when you say that i can hear me <clears throat> kind of like talking about some things that have happened at work some mm. things that are going on and i'll just like rant and rave i could just hear him go yeah <laughs> all right goes, yeah <coughs> and mm-hmm. i go yeah he's like well um you know i probably wouldn't let that bother me so much but you know if it bothers you i get yeah I and sometimes like that's to me i'm like that's yeah. Just enough. So can I ask you another question? Yeah. As we, as we, you, you've really given a great understanding of having that healthy balance and how that changes in, at 30 or, or what the expectation is at 30. What even about, if you don't mind me asking, my biggest thing at 30, one thing that I don't like to do is talk about too deep in the past. Mm. Because in my 20s, um, specifically in my mid-20s, I went through, you know, what I would many people call their whole phase, right? Mm. I, I went through my, um, specifically because in my mid twenties I was in grad school. Let's elevate I, that. Yeah, so like a renaissance period. Let's call so it our, our our awakening, our, awakening. our sexual awakening. Our I, sexual I, I I went through my sexual awakening <laughs> in my mid twenties because I was in grad school and my yeah. focus was school. Yeah. Period. Point blank, mm-hmm. and there was nothing about a relationship or a partner that I wanted to interfere with that because at that time in my mid twenties, if you had a, a partner or a boyfriend or girlfriend, the idea was they're generally going to be a hindrance. Yeah. And I was like, look, I'm getting this masters. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are not getting in my way period. And so I went through my sexual awakening where that's what I had. I had friends and uh, I had some gentlemen callers yes. uh, at the late night hour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great renaissance for me. <laughs> but it was a great renaissance because I felt that was probably my freest I felt. Yeah, right. Because I was like, I don't have any limits. I can do whatever I want yeah. with whomever I want. I had total control over my life. Now that I'm in my, in my 30s, I don't feel I have as much of that control because yeah. – for me, I think a lot of guys are very much so narrowing it down. They're like, all right, look, I'm either going to be a hoe for life or <laughs> I need to find me a wife because my parents are getting on my nerves about grandkids. Um, so I'm curious as to with with you moving into this this relationship and, and mm-hmm. really being happy. Are you feeling like you're sacrificing any of that? Are you feeling like you're are you still able to get in that peak sexual renaissance or <laughs> you know what do you how do you feel about that because i mean we can go on and on about how amazing your partner right is. but really the focus is on what it's like for me right like mm-hmm. what this journey has been like and i will say again hi babe i am having like the most filthy i was gonna say the quote i have is filthy bags I am having the... You're bagging all your filth. I'm I'm, I'm having some pretty amazing sex. Awesome. With one person? Uh, With one person. And you know what? That is because in all things, I'm able to show up as my full self. Mm. So if I'm like, you know what? I've always wanted to try this thing called restraints. And Mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. And I've been too afraid to tell that one dude that I was hitting up asking, like, is it cool if I come over? Like, is he the guy that deserves to tie me up Mm -hmm. and act a fool on me? Is he, though? Or is the guy that's there for me 
when I call, when I need it for anything, sexual or not, the guy that deserves to root. Who understands if my eyes roll in the back of my head that Hello? he might need like, to say Is nah. he the one that deserves yeah. it? Yeah. And, you know, whips and chains and all those fun things. Yeah, I'm happy. So do you, you feel that now you're in a space because of this relationship or, you know, because of what you've gone through, like you said, being a mom, being over 30 and mm. really knowing yourself – do you feel like you're in a better space to be able to understand like what you want sexually? Cause we Absolutely. talked about that last, the other week we talked. So Phaedra yeah. was on here, you know, Phaedra as much as, yeah. you know, we know Phaedra. And we talked about that. Cause I said, you know, now that I'm older, I can't do younger guys because I know what my body can and cannot do. Okay. Like we don't need a jackhammer on top. I don't, I don't need, you know, Bugs Bunny. Just, just, I don't need that. Like, I don't need it. And so I'm just curious being in this this space, if being over 30 gives you a better understanding of, like, this it is does. what I want and this is what I... It does. Even with a partner. Yeah, like, okay. even with a partner, because I would say that, again, it's less about him and more so about me. Yeah, like, I have gotten to this space where I'm just like, damn it, bitch, like, you're a freak. And you deserve, like... If you want to use tassels, use the tassels. If you mm. want this pierced, get it pierced. If you want to do this, do it. Why? Because you've been through enough to you realize that's not really for them. Because yeah. even if you were the freakiest of the freak, you could still get cheated on. You could still get you This is about can. you. You can right? be, a nigga might say, look, I like bitches who hang acrobatically from the ceiling. And you will hang acrobatically from And he the will ceiling. still cheat on you. And he will cheat on your ass. <laughs> So it's, it's about me. It was like I got into this place where I know myself. I know mm. what my limits are. I know what it is. And I have a bad knee, so that's my limit. Right. And my so I got right to knee. this place where I am, I am as a, an adulting woman mm -hmm. um, where having a partner now is you start to use discernment. Is that the guy mm -hmm. that deserves to know your innermost freaky thoughts your innermost mm. like desires is he really the guy for that or is he just here for like a hit it and quit it and move on mm. um so again like i love my partner i see a lifetime of experiences with him mm. but getting into who I am is all about me and less about him. And thank mm. goodness that he's like a willing participant. But I'm not afraid to say, you know, hey, I want to try these restraints. Well, mm. you know what? Next time, how would you feel about, you know, um, using lube for this thing? Yeah. Or how would you feel about this outfit or how would you feel about this activity yeah There's the freedom come on activities yeah we do activities i love activities yes and again it's less about him it's more about having that confidence in yourself and not feeling like you have to limit yourself it's all about showing up as your full self, whether that yeah. sexually or otherwise. And so that I think that's what's contributed to me having what I consider the most liberating, free, some may call it nasty, filthy nasty. sex of my life. I love filthy. I, it's I filth, love a good filth. Filth flarn filth. Filth flarn. <laughs> okay. And it is. 
I mean, you're like looking at each other's eyes while you're just saying the, the most disgusting stuff. Yeah. You have coffee in the morning. It's amazing. So it it and I I think it's really interesting, and we talked a little about it early before we did this. You know. I think my biggest thing about like kids has always been this idea of that you, you know, if you have kids or you are a mom or a dad, that there's a part of your sexuality that you either have to like mute, right? Like this idea, like I'm a mom now. So if I'm going to do the filth, foreign filth, it has (laughs) to be like on vacation far away. And they're like half across the country with their grandparents or something like or, or that you lose a part of yourself because, you know, you are self-absorbed into your kids. So are you losing that part of yourself sexually? Because I, I know for me, if I had kids, like, I still want to be the ridiculous, cautious about the right knee, uh, <laughs> filth and filthiest yeah. <laughs> that I can be. Oh, my gosh. I'm curious, you know? Yeah, so I have never felt like my motherhood and my sexuality – needed to be in the same conversation with one another okay so you know my daughter is nine when the time comes to have those conversations i want to raise her in a way that where she feels that she doesn't have to be defined Mm -hmm. by what's between her legs like we put a lot absolutely responsibility on young girls young black girls specifically can we i i want to be very specific and intentional i think we put a lot on young black girls about being fast. Like that was always right. the thing when we were younger was, you know, your fast friends that don't be out here being fast. Right. Like that was always it. Like, are they fast or are they informed? Mm-hmm. Are they self-aware or are they fast? Are they confident or are they fast? Right. And this idea of fast was always like, well, why can't we embrace our sexuality? Cause right. I think as black women, we, Women in general are given more of the liberties to explore their sexuality, but black women, I, I think we're still pigeonholed right. in being able to do that because, again, growing up, it was you don't want to be fast. You don't want right. to be that girl. You don't right. want to be the hoe right. or the, I mean, even when we went to school, like, oh, you a chilly hoe or you, a, you you know, right. you just out here hoeing. And, and it's unfair because you could kiss a boy in a game of spin the bottle. Excuse me. And the next thing you hear, she's a hoe. She, uh, damned if you do, damned if you do. Yeah. Or, uh, I remember, uh, seven minutes in heaven. Right. Like, oh, you play seven minutes in heaven and you go in the closet with the dude and it's like, oh, she's a hoe. And it's like, exactly. How am I? Is he a hoe too? Let's be very clear. I was a hoe when I was a virgin. Mm. I was a hoe before I even had sex. Right. So, my responsibility as a mom in raising my daughter is to make sure she's aware because I've talked to a lot of my good girlfriends about this, like raising a daughter. I remember, let's like pull over and for a second and just have a sidebar conversation. I remember I was at my friend's house. Mm. She's a white woman who's about to turn 50. She has three daughters. I remember one day being at their house and one of the daughters was talking about how she liked a boy. Mm. And the mom was like, oh my God, you have to sit down and tell us all about it. And mm-hmm. I remember being like, what? Like, I could never, never no. be like, I like a boy and my mom and my aunts or anybody was like, oh, my God, sit us down and talk all about him. Tell us what he's like. Mm-hmm. What he's like. How does he look at you? Have you called him? Have you texted was she in high school? Was a girl in high school? She was very much um, out of high school. Mm. But the mom 
still like, tell me all, all about, about it. it. My I, mom would have been like, excuse me, what boy? Yeah. <laughs> excuse me. Tell Especially me. according to where you are. Like, I, I tell people all the time, I'm like, from high school, it was, you don't need to focus on boys, you need to focus on school. And when uh-huh. I was in undergrad, you need to focus uh-huh. on school. When I was in grad I school, it was like, focus on work, but find you a husband. Like, so like, I hope you understand them books. Like, you understand mm-hmm. them boys. I hope, yeah. I hope it's a math problem texting you this hour tonight. Yeah. I hope it's it's some sort of ambition texting you this hour tonight. Absolutely. Me Tell me about them books. It wasn't it's like it was the fault, fo- especially like I always think it's 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 really funny when we talk about like that idea. Because like, like I said, in high school, it was like it it. You need to be a virgin. You, you need to, to be focused on school. Books, 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 husband, grandkids. Like, right. Isn't there dating? There's guys? no, there was, and it's so funny because even for me, because I went from high school to college to college to grad, there was a point in grad where they're like, are you going to bring anybody home? And who's your, y'all didn't, y'all didn't want me to. Y'all, y'all wanted me to do. Right. And I'm coming from a very traditional, and and I heard my background is a very, very traditional yeah. black it was about education. Mm-hmm. It was about schooling. It was about, and and so the idea, I would never forget my aunt, you said, you don't need to get married until you're 25. Like, focus on school, focus on what you need to do and That's achieve and, until, until it was 25. For me, it was a lot of restrictions yeah. and expectations as a woman. Now, mind you, my male cousins, Never. Probably had none. Never of that. had any of that. It was like just that. don't bring a baby home. It was that with my male cousins, it was like, hey, don't, don't, you know, bring no kids home. But they never got the same pressure as I did about the expectations when you go to school. And and like you said, it was for me, I never had like the talks with my mom or anything like that. Um, but it was just this expectation. It's like, you go to school, don't get pregnant at school, be a virgin. Right. And you go to college, you focus on school, you know, and you, you know, you get your husband in college, then all right, but, you know, focus on school. And yeah. once I got my master's and I started getting my master's, it was more so like, I mean, but are you going to bring somebody home? It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, that was never the focus. Right. That was never when did we a part of the yeah, a part of the conversation. I remember when I got my dog was because it was like, are you gonna bring somebody home? And I brought a dog home when I was twenty five. Like <laughs> here we go. And 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 it's it's very interesting because I feel like there was never a conversation about like, well, what are you looking for? What do you right, want? Exactly. I mean, I remember one time my aunt asked me if I was a lesbian. Hello. So that's like my job as a mom as we're talking about yeah when you talk about how you separate those things it's like because i fully understand the consequence of not having those conversations with my mom Mm -hmm. and my mom had me when she was 38 so she had a life Mm. before i was born and i wish she would have shared more of that life with me and so it's really i'm really deliberate about sharing with yeah. my daughter as appropriate as yeah. time. Yeah. You ain't look, your mama out here throwing ass back, all right? <laughs> I'm really So if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I'm not out here giving my daughter pointers on the, arch. About how to throw the ass back. No, um, that arch is my arch. Yeah. <laughs> you find your own. 
But and, and yeah. the reason why I bring that up because you have a daughter, mm-hmm. and I always I, I always think it's interesting because to be able to still live in your sexuality, yeah. whatever that may be, right? Yeah. Um, because one thing I think not only just as black women, but as black people, I don't think we talk about the exploration of our sexuality as much yeah. as we should. Yeah. And I know that we do allow black women and women in general to explore their sexuality more than we do men. But I'm curious, has that ever been anything in your relationship that has been a hindrance, like being able to explore your sexuality? No. So, like, as I said, like, I'm raising a daughter and it's my full intent when she gets to the appropriate age that we discuss those things. We mm-hmm. discuss boys. We discuss uh, discuss dating and we discuss sexuality because again mm-hmm. I don't need the first time she's talking to me about this when she's in her 20s like yeah. I'm trying to prepare her and give her those things yeah now as it comes because it's a different generation uh, yeah euphoria I watch euphoria like uh, the fuck they doing in high school <laughs> like right. I was like right. that is not what right. we were doing in high school and I just kind of feel like yeah. why am I putting that on her mm-hmm you know, why am I not giving her the space and the freedom to come home and tell me, hey, mom, I like a boy or mm-hmm. I like a girl. Or I don't know how I feel about it because I okay. kind of like him and her. All right, then, boo, let's talk because hashtag I shouldn't say me, too, because that's <laughs> but hashtag, hashtag your mama's also likes girls, too. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I want to be able to have that conversation with my daughter. And as it pertains to my uh, current relationship, well, yeah, like I, you know, I struggled a lot with wanting to fit myself in certain boxes to the point mm-hmm. where I didn't really explore my sexuality. And I okay. time out. Yes. All the LGBTQ plus, plus AIAs. I, yes. Which I am. I don't want to sound cliche when I say explore. It just is what it is, it though. Is, yeah. Right? Like, Let's just call it a spade a spade. I've always found women attractive. I've always mm-hmm. been, let's call a spade a spade, sexually attractive yeah. to, to women. But I never got a chance to act upon that. And I think separating sex from sexuality is a really important thing because you can be straight without ever having sex. You mm-hmm. can be bi without ever having sex. Like, it's literally about your attraction yeah and having had sex with or been in a relationship with or been in a situation situation entanglements and entanglements with another woman doesn't have any bearing on my current relationship because Mm. the thing is i'm all about our relationship and i've always said it's not about having you know, I'm not happy to have a relationship. I'm not happy to be in one more so than I'm very, I'm like more so happy to be in a relationship with who I'm in a You're relationship with. I like that. I like that. Okay. I feel like the relationship isn't a prize. More so the building of one with whom I've built one with is the prize. Like, I don't want to get emotional, but the work that I put into myself mm-hmm. and being as fortunate yeah. as I have been to have found the partner that I have now, um, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Absolutely. Because 
these other niggas out here trying. <laughs> so, well, so then before we go deep into that, because I, I, I do want to touch on that, but do you also feel that that openness would be reciprocated from him if he was um, more fluid? I think that's what I think that's like the term we give for guys, yeah, right? Like I, guys who are fluid. Which is so fucking unfair. It's yeah. so unfair. Me being who I am, I know I would be accepting. But I think we have to have a real conversation with yeah. our community about why we don't allow black men. Well, I, I've always I, I've talked to many of my guy friends specifically, even even some of my gay guy friends who are, are just as staunch who think you're either gay or straight, is mm. that the the onus with that and the the blame, to be honest, is on black women. The blame is on black women and the because reason we wouldn't date a bi man. We I think the blame is on black women is because we have never we've never groomed our boys mm. to be able to explore their sexuality. Yeah. We've lived in a society where it has always been okay for women in general across the board for yeah. women to explore their sexualities and women can kiss other women and it's okay. And it's sexually arousing for guys. And for us, it's like, okay, whatever, if we're drunk at a bar and we'll kiss a girl, we excuse lesbianism in all forms of it. But if in any way, shape or form for our men and our boys to have any question Mm. about bisexuality, and the duality of it, we have always, we've shamed them. I think some of it has come from, obviously, the AIDS epidemic and this idea of the download, brother. But yeah. I feel like if we if we allowed for open conversation about that, right. and if we, if, if at any point in time, our foremothers allowed for us to truly understand that boys go through trying to figure out their sexuality like everybody else, do it, and should, and if we, op- if we said, hey, we understand. Just like us, you're going to try to figure out your sexuality. Right. You're going to try to figure out how this goes. If we were able to have that open conversation, then our boys wouldn't be scared to say, hey, I do like boys. Mm. Or, hey, I have had this sexual encounter yeah. with a boy th- these times. I want to let you know I love you. I want to be with you. But these are the things that I have done. And uh, in, in, in it doesn't have to yeah. be in the silence. Then we don't have to worry about can, AIDS and HIV being exactly. in our community because we'd have that open dialogue. And I think the open dialogue closed when as, as black women, we close that door. That's my, that's my theory. No, I mean, that's a very real thing. I can tell you right now. uh, My partner has never stopped and asked me about what I feel about this woman. She's never accused Mm. me of being like, Oh my God, you stared at this woman for 30 seconds longer than you stared at me. Like Mm. she's never done that. Right. But I don't think that same grace will be extended to a man who said, hey, I, when I was whatever, even if it was two months before I met you, I was in a relationship with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't think that we have conditioned ourselves to offer men that same grace. And to me, I feel like that is god awful. I feel like men, in particular black men, should be able to explore all facets of their sexuality absolutely without being painted into a corner because yeah. i haven't been like i'm telling you right now like i identify as a bisexual woman okay i'm in a monogamous relationship with a black cisgendered male mm, come on late labels and yes. letters and things i am a <laughs> black 
cisgendered woman in a relationship with a black cisgendered male, honestly, I still find women attractive mm-hmm. because attractiveness doesn't necessarily equate to cheating. I Did would never yeah. do that. It's just a sense of I'm bisexual, which means I'm attracted to both males and females. And females. Yeah. But I'm in a I benefit from the privilege of being a woman. Being I'm a like, wo- you know what? That's woman. the only privilege we have as, <laughs> black. as black women. You know what? The only privilege we have the is the privilege of sexuality. That is the literal only privilege the I have. only privilege. And I benefit from he has never questioned my devotion, loyalty to our relationship because I've been in a relationship with a woman before. Does he know that? He does. I've talked about it. We don't talk about it ad nauseum. Yeah. The same way. You ain't gonna talk about all the bitches he fucked. Like I get it. Exactly. I get it. I gotta. To (laughs) I'm about to have a moment, if I may stand my own relationship. Stand it. Stand it. Yes, if I may be a stand for my own relationship. We haven't spent a lot of time talking about each other's past relationships. So regardless of gender. But do you think that's an over thirty thing? Because I will say this. When I was under 30, Girl, you, we story. would bring it up. It would be yeah. like, well, who you been fucking? And Hello? Who you been with? Now over 30, I'd be like, are you with anybody now? Like, as of now. I don't. I, I, it, it's yeah. something about being over 30. I don't need the Rolodex so of what we have because we all have past. Can I spill a little tea? Spill it. So my ex. Mm-hmm. As we said, husband is being too kind. Way too kind. I was in legal coupleding with. um, (laughs) I took his virginity, right? Ew. Really? (laughs) Don't judge the man. But yeah. I I am going to judge him because I feel like when I met him, I was in. He was like an adult. Well, I mean, legally an adult, but. Jesus, that's been a okay. I'm yeah. I'm going yeah, shut my mouth. I'm going to shut my mouth. And, like, and you know, we didn't have a lot of talk, but I remember there was somebody who we went to college with, mm-hmm. with whom I won't name, yeah. had sent me an instant message that was like, "How you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing well." This is back in 2000 and ten. Nine, ten. Yeah, ten. I was like, it had to be ten. I was like, "Oh, how are you doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm doing well." Blah blah blah. And he was just saying, oh, you're looking really good these days. Like, I, like I know. Because he kind of had a reminiscence of our entanglement. Entangles. Our college entanglement. College days. And I was just like, um, yeah, good times. But, like, I'm totally married now. So mm-hmm. you probably stop. Again, use married very loosely. Yeah. Um, just for context. It was what it was <laughs> then. And I remember no. my ex um, who had access to my AOL, saw that. I'm sorry, did you say, I was going to say, did you say AOL? Well, you know what? Is he old enough to know what AOL was? You know it's very funny because okay. he's actually deployed to Afghanistan. That's how we kept in contact with AOL Instant Messenger. But he I had... Shout out to the military keeping AOL alive right? and thriving. My so, word. But this is 2010 or 11, and he it was actually a Facebook message, and he, like, lost his shit. Mm. And I was like, what are you upset about? He was like, this guy is talking about how you guys used to have sex. And I was like, well, did you miss the message where I was like, I'm totally married now. That's inappropriate. Yeah. And he like completely lost it because he couldn't wrap his head around the fact that even I had the audacity. You had the unmitigated gall. The unmitigated <laughs> gall. Gall. To have had sex before 
I met yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. So it's very funny, like, I I will say that a man who is secure in himself mm-hmm. will not ask you questions so much about your past. I will tell you that my current partner and I, unless it has come up in a willing conversation, have never had a conversation about who I had sex with previously, mm. male or female, in my lifetime, who I messed with. Yeah. Said, yeah. It's not been a topic of conversation. And I'm, and I'm I've this never asked him of it. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I remember a, a gentleman, I'll call him Jacob, that I, I talked to. <laughs> Jacoby. Jacoby's. Um, <laughs> and I had a, a, a former friend who was like, oh, but, you know, he used to be doing this with this girl okay, and this yeah. with this girl in undergrad. And I was like, okay, bitch, like, I wasn't innocent in undergrad. <laughs> like, I lived my life. He lived his life. Like, we're both well, like, we're right. both over 30 and we're both talking to each other and seeing what could happen but it's not that i'm dismissing everything he did as if it wasn't a thing but it's like that's a non-factor now we're adults like we put things into context right you know you're running around here talking about how you fucked gabby in college i'm like that was a whole that was a decade ago ago, right and 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 it was so ironic the the pot calling the kettle black was a person who said this to me and was like, oh, well, he used to do this and he used to do that. And I'm like, but does your nigga know what's been going on with you in undergrad? Like, do we want to expose your undergrad, you know, Rolodex <laughs> to your current nigga? Like, like, are you, you want to sit here and, and worry about my conversations with the gentleman right. that I enjoy, but you also were doing the most when you were in undergrad, but you're in a relationship and I'm pretty sure you don't want to bring right, all that up, why. right? As we're being self-righteous. We, that's why minding our own business works. It's such a, it's right. a gift. It's a gift. It's and a that's gift. that's why I would say, like, dating, you know, dating over 30 means, like, accepting people for who they are. When you and have them. I think that's the biggest thing. Like, you have to be able to say you were young, whether you're in the military or, or or living your life in college, or if you decided to travel for a gap year, whatever, like we're meeting at a certain age where to think that nothing happened in the past is to be just as jaded, you Naivete, know? Right, exactly. So I think two things that I, I love that you talked about and you explored is, is being able to separate, you know, motherhood mm-hmm. from sexuality. Because I think for some of us who aren't mothers who – are in similar situations or close to, it's good to kind of have that reassurance. Like I can still like uh, be who I am no sexually, girl, I and lose. and it's not gonna affect me being a shitty mom or this idea. Because I know for me personally, I've had it in my mind. I'm like, when you become a mom, like you have to be this like no, you know this like okay, super puritan. Like, you know, my whole thing about that is like, how did you get your kids if you're not? No, Jesus. I can't even imagine if Jesus I ever got pregnant. I'm like, Lord Jesus, what am I going to tell my children? Right, like, um, you are not. They're like, Mommy, Jesus. how did I get here? So your you're mom not, was on uh, shrooms, you're and not, uh, <laughs> you're not Mary, mother of Jesus, right? I, like, I fucking, not. it was not immaculate conception. Mm-hmm. You either got pregnant by busting it wide or letting somebody jump on top of you, busting it wide. And I am a fan it. of the busting it wide. <laughs> <laughs> This is the busting it, and we're going to make it wide open. <laughs> wide. 
we are hashtag wide load over wide here. Load. Okay. So it's like there's no need to separate it because you have to realize like all the time where you're not showing up as your full self, regardless mm-hmm. of whether that is as a mom or as a partner, you have to be your full self. Yeah. And, uh, moms deserve to bust it wide. Absolutely. I, like if I was running for <laughs> office, I'd be like, Hi, my name is Gabby, and I bust it wide. I bust, I bust it wide open. Just because I know you bastards are going to try to like take me down with it. Just know I've done it. Thank Hi. you. Hi, um, my name is Gabby, and I too enjoy dicks. I love dicks. I, I really do. <laughs> um, so I, 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 I want you to know that I appreciate you being really honest about that. I think yeah. for me it has helped. Um, I. I like I said, because of how I've always looked at it, I think it's very yeah. refreshing to hear like, that. Did you hear um, on Beyonce's self-titled album, she has that song, Rocket, where she starts off with, like, mm. let me sit this ass on you. And she's saying that as a mom, mm. as a wife. Yeah. She's fully talking about just, you know, giving her man, like, the sex of his lifetime, yeah. as you should. Like, But it's still also imagining that she's talking about jay-z yeah, which is I not mean, the most but apply it that's to for your, me i get it i get it apply it to your own life i get it i get it where we're going i see where you we're know going. you don't stop having, having desires you don't stop yes. wanting sex you don't stop wanting that's it, it. that's not like you don't stop hello wanting to have it oh as that's I a said, word gabby as a mom mm-hmm. is having much much more facil- uh, like fulfilling and nasty sex yeah. than Gabby as a single woman with no child ever mm-hmm. had and for that we must be thankful <laughs> we must be thankful and grateful for where we are again babies are made through sex moms fuck my god moms really do so I I God, that's such a that's oh, that's such a great tagline. Mom Before, you know, we 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 are coming to our inevitable end. I, oh God, there's so much. I'm like, there's so much I want to keep talking about. Um, I, I'm curious, what would you have as far as advice? What is the advice you would possibly give your younger self? that you you feel could get you maybe a little further than where you are right now but what what advice would you give to your younger self because we've known each other for 15 years and I personally have seen a lot of the evolution um the ups and downs and and just for those who are listening it hasn't been like oh 15 years and we've been the best of friends and super chummy like we had years where we just didn't talk and we we um you know we lost connection and and there were things that I wasn't happy about and in our friendship and things that were going on and and you know maybe the the feelings were mutual but I think I always look at things that like we could have told our younger selves and I'm curious is there anything that you would have told your younger self to make things a little easier Uh, Mm. did I stump you no, it's okay. Just, it's not a stumping as much as is you don't want to have a cliche kind of like emotional moment. I think all younger Gabby needed to know was that she was enough. It mm. would have saved her so much. 
if I would have just been like, you're enough and you deserve, mm-hmm. oh my God, the doors that would have opened to just be like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't have to mold myself to fit into this space or I don't have to do this thing. You don't have to get married to this guy just yeah, because you I felt like. You I know, I know. I'm sorry. That'll be forever. It can. We can literally be 60 years in. (laughs) We can be 60 years in, and I'm like, yeah, bitch, you shouldn't have married that man. I shouldn't. (laughs) But you know what? Call a spade a spade. Yes, that's the father of my child. But if we are very honest about that, Mm -hmm. I should have never gotten married. Yes. You know, like, I think about that, like, all the time. Like, that was, imagine, like, that one guy you met at, like, camp. Mm-hmm. That you, like, dated at camp. Yeah. And you were just like, that was cute while it lasted and you moved on. I married the guy at camp. That, that camp. Yeah. Cute the while you it lasted. <laughs> <laughs> and then moved the fuck on. <laughs> but, you know, I think, like you said, we, we, we get into these parts of our relationships yeah. and everything but I think what you said is very true is to know that you're enough mm-hmm. you know and that's a very strong thing to say because we've all been through it all right like we've we've been in our ups yeah. and downs our ebbs and our flows and I think that's really beautiful to be able to share and to say and I think even just being able to share your story of having that sexuality with motherhood I, I it it it's so beautiful. Yeah, girl, listen, it's, it's so you beautiful. You gotta be a, like, when we talk about being enough, it's not just mm-hmm. enough to say it. You have to believe it. Oh, absolutely. That's the hard part, saying it. It's like, whatever, okay, I'm enough. Yeah. You know, like, your mascara's yeah. running. But I'm enough as, like, yeah. you're still yeah. crying. You're like, I'm so no, great. But you have no, to seriously. internalize it. You have to believe it. And on the flip side, like, we talked about, yes, I'm someone's mom. Yeah. And I'm a good mom. But, girl, yes, I'm a mom who needs to get her rocks off. You need to get your <laughs> fucking rocks off. And I And do. that's and important. I and I hashtag do. Yeah, because I feel like if I wasn't getting my rocks off, I'd probably choke my kid out. <laughs> like, it, with this virtual learning, my God. <laughs> I would so, take my child yeah, the fuck like, out. I think what would help me birth both uh, birth. Thank you, Jack Daniels. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what we're drinking. Jack, um, what Jack ha- Daniels. <laughs> Ooh, we have a, we have a special... <laughs> Yes. Okay. Jack Daniels. Yes. If yes. you, yes. <laughs> so, what would have helped me both, both professionally and personally, was just knowing that I was enough. Yeah. And that would have saved me all of the heartache. Oh. Well, you know what? We're going to end it there because I think that's such a beautiful way to 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 close this out. Mm-hmm. And I want to just say I thank you. Gabby for for coming on and for being open and honest Mm -hmm. and willing to talk about so many things we talk about you know motherhood and sexuality we talked about um the spectrum of sexuality (laughs) and acceptance (laughs) and 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 all things yeah you know being over 30 and opening yourself up to to someone um specifically you know your current partner Partner. <laughs> your partner i love him so much yes oh the big l that's a big l word i do i do I yeah love him so much. and you know what 
don't be afraid to be happy. Yeah. Like, you don't have to be happy and silent and think like you have to be in this perpetual straight of struggle. Yeah. Like, bitch, if you're happy, you're happy. You're happy. And Shit. there's absolutely nothing, nothing wrong, wrong with, with that. It. You deserve happiness. Listen, I'm happy. Me and him don't have no drama. Yes. Like, and apparently y'all are fucking. So, I mean, hey. Uh, what? We be fucking. <laughs> If it's one thing we do. If there's one, there's a lot of things they may do. They may balance a checkbook. They may put some motor oil in a bike. But one thing that's guaranteed <laughs> is that they be fucking. We going to be fucking. All of my episodes, <laughs> explicit content. <laughs> Gabby, this has been absolutely fun. Oh gosh, We're going to do more of this. I just so want, like, honor and, like, look. This like, is awesome. Y'all see that? Y'all see that drink? Look at it. Ow. I just like me. You want me. Yes. I'm telling you, this is, this is a great opportunity <laughs> for us to share these interesting and wild stories. Um, but I appreciate it. This is day. This is the shortest episode we were able to do. Uh, I have okay. so many that are so much longer right. and ridiculous. But yeah. this is dating over thirty sucks. We just had some libations and we had conversations about situations, and I appreciate it, Gabby. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so, so much for having much me. for coming. We're going to do a shot to a great show. Yes. And black women fucking living outside the lines and the borders. I love it. Thank you for having me. God, tequila is of the devil. Woo! Love it. My word. My word.